Welcome to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know on what's happening in Orange, Lake, Osceola, and Seminole counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, or make wine. Visit www.cfhb.org. Now, here's your host, Mike Kara. Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz. As today, we are at Toll Road Brewing here at 101 West McKee in beautiful uh, Coe, Florida. As today, we are continuing yet another uh, look at uh, craft breweries in the Central Florida area. And today, we are featuring Toll Road Brewing in Coe. And with me today are the owners, Russ and Duane and... David. And guys, it's a pleasure, honor that you could join me today. And uh, it seems like a, a really n- nice place, great environment. Looks like you got a lot of great beers. And uh, Dwayne, why don't you tell us a little bit? We understand that you guys started this together. We also understand that you were actually brewing beer and selling beer before this this place was even built or not built, but created. Yeah. So yeah, we we um, David and I have been brewing for about fifteen years. Um, Russ came into the fold about five years ago, uh, brewing with us um, before we really decided to go for it uh, from a business standpoint. So prior to that, we were just home brewing. Um, before we opened, uh, we did do a lot of festivals. Uh, we weren't obviously able to sell our beer, but we were able to get out to festivals, get people to try it, get feedback. Um, also relied on a lot of the local breweries as well to try it. And uh, just give us general feedback if we were heading in the right direction um, to to make a run at it, you know, for from a business perspective. And so the feedback was 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 pretty good, and and you know solidified our our ideas to take it to a, a business. Okay, and uh, we this place looks like it was maybe like a car shop or something, and I, I, I'm not sure, but I asked that because what did it look like when you, you guys g- got it? I mean, did you have to really renovate this? or? Yeah, so it's been multiple things throughout its, its life. Um, it was the original Crawford Tire. Oh, okay. um, it was a um, hurricane shutter manufacturer, heavy machine repair shop. Uh, and then two, two prior to us taking it over, it was um, storage for another business. But just prior to that, it was also Okoe Family Funeral Home. So it's had a lot of different businesses in here. Um, it did not look anything like this when we, when we took it over. We did have to pretty much gut everything that was in here and, and basically start with a shell. And, and so everything in here we, we built ourselves. Okay. And uh, D- David, so y- you've been brewing for a, a long t- time then? or Yes. Yeah. Dwayne and I started uh, started home brewing uh, a little over 15 years ago. Um, basically just to, you know, brew some beer, have some fun, you know, brew some beer that we wanted to drink. Um, you know, when we over time developed some recipes that we thought were pretty good. So, you know, Dwayne started going to some small breweries and we he came up with the idea that we could do this on a smaller scale, similar to what we've done here, and then uh, we just all decided to make a go of it. Oh, great. And now, uh, Russ, how did you kind of get involved? Have you been brewing beer yourself a lot? or? Well, I've been friends with Dwayne for, what, over 20 years now? Oh, great. And then became friends with David through Dwayne. 
Um, I wasn't really involved with them when they were homebrewing, but I was kind of here and there every now and again. But Dwayne, when he brought up the idea of doing the brewing, you know, he went out to San Diego. He saw that it could be done in a smaller scale. It didn't have to go crazy. And he approached David with the idea, and then he, they approached me with the idea. And this is how we started, and we started brewing in David's garage, doing beers, getting ready to do some festivals. And then when we realized that it was actually feasible, we actually moved the operation to my shop, and we kind of set up a small, small nano brewery there. And now we're here. Great. Uh, so, Dwayne, are these uh, recipes, the, you know, a lot of recipes that you, you were doing as a home brewer, are they, they new? Where do they come from? So um, some of them are some of our original recipes that we just worked on, you know, when we were home brewing. Um, David usually does the pretty much res- the base recipe formulation, and then we c- kind of all collaborate together on maybe changing this hop or changing this grain and then we we brew it and see how it comes out um it was much easier on our small system on our half barrel system um you know very easy to make test batches uh and and that's how we kind of just tweaked and tweaked and so most of the there's probably the kolsch the red and the porter were our original core three homebrew recipes that we scaled first and everything else we've kind of worked on since then oh so uh david how many uh you know how big of batches do you usually you make here then as far as so many gallons or yeah we're on a we're on a three barrel system here um a barrel being 31 gallons so you know we're we're capable our capacity here we can produce um three barrel batches 93 gallons at one time we do have one large fermenter that we can double batch in so we basically pr- you know produce two batches back to back and put it in a larger fermenter so that we can create a six, basically a six barrel batch um and that kind of gives us the flexibility the small batches gives us the flexibility to continue to produce the beer that we want to make Okay, uh, and uh, Russ, so it looks like you have a certain amount of, so you usually have about 14 beers on tap, is that about it? Or? Well, we have 14 taps, we try to keep 8 to 10 of our actual own beers on tap, and then everything else we fill in with guest taps. We always have one cider on to be available for people who don't drink beer, but we do try and keep 8 to 10 of ours on. But, but right now, we actually have a little bit more than that. Oh, great. And, uh, Duane, uh, so do you have uh, a lot of fruit beer? I'm trying to see, like, with this La Vida Sangria, and we'll talk about the beers in the, the second se- segment. Is is that a, a beer? That's a, that's a cider, and that's probably a guest tap then, huh? That is, yeah. We pretty much use, um, <clears throat> for our ciders, uh, Cider Boys, we found that their ciders are, are very consistent and, and very, very good. So uh, that is one of, you know, one of our guest taps currently. That, that, that cider is a seasonal of theirs. It's, it's very, very good. Um, and then we, you know, we did a bunch of uh, treatments to our, our beers for our one-year anniversary last weekend. We did a lot of fruit treatments, so those will definitely come back around they were they were pretty popular. Malt, diff, different peach, passion fruit, raspberry. We did a, a, quite a few different things. 
And uh, Dwayne, we wanted to talk about the, the name Toll Road Brewing. We know that 429 is, is that's the, is that, is it 429 or 4, 408 or 429 is the Toll Road you're talking about or inspired you? So all of them, really. Oh, I mean, all you, of them. You've got, because you've got the turnpike that, that has exits here, 429 yeah. here, the 408 ends in Ocoee. Yeah. Um, and plus, you know, Central Florida, if you talk to anybody that's from outside of, you know, visitors, tourists, they seem to, to like to make comments about the amount of toll roads in, in Central Florida. And we do have quite a few. So it just kind of fit, um, you know, with with what people know. Everybody knows Disney, Universal, SeaWorld and tolls. So... <laughs> So, I mean, right now, do you have the the beer primarily uh, here? I mean, do you sell your beer beyond this brewery or? No. So we are uh, taproom only. We do have growlers and we do have the crowler, 32 ounce crowler machine. So, you know, for to go packages. But no, we we don't distribute uh, at all outside the taproom. But beer festivals, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a little bit different. Yeah, that's, that's different, taking, yeah, but that's it is beyond it. Yeah, yeah, we definitely do festivals. We have certain festivals that we do every year, um, kind of like a little circuit that we do every year. Uh, the first one coming up would be Windermere Craft Beer Fest in October, and that'll kind of kick off our, our October through February festival season. And then after that, it... It's a little too hot <laughs> to be out at the festivals. Oh, and speaking of festivals, so Russ, are you the guy that that's usually there? Uh, are you the? I th- think you are. are. You the guy that usually fills up the beer? Or? Uh, when it comes to festivals, we actually got it on a rotation where it's okay. usually two of us. It'll be me and Dwayne, Dwayne yeah, and David, or David and me. When we first started out, obviously all of us were there, but now with the brewery and the tap room being open, we have to split the duties now, so it lessens the load and we actually enjoy the beer fest a lot more now that i think it's not we're got it's not monotonous that we're going to them all the time that we get to break it up and be able to talk to people and have our beer out there and put it in front of people that necessarily don't know that the tap room's open right now so uh russ is there a lot of people that you know try try your beer and say wow this this is great craft craft beer i've not never had anything like like this what is this all about i mean do you get a lot of people at these beer festivals that really want to know more information about you oh yeah oh yeah that's one of the things when when we started doing the beer fest was to start getting the name out there so people could get a taste of our beer and go hey when are you guys opening? Where are you guys opening? Now we actually are open. So when they say, where are you guys located? We can say, we're located in Ocoee. We have a tap room open. You can come and get our beer. We brew on site. And be able to. it's also a good test bed for new beers that we may not necessarily put on in the taps, but we can try new flavors at the beer fests and just get a bearing on that and see if we want to brew a bigger batch. Okay, and David, we might have mentioned the fact uh, why you you chose uh, a Koei. Uh, so you thought a Koei was a, was a good spot then? Because yeah, there. The, well, what what do you got? Uh, yeah, Winter Garden and, and a few few, but yeah, there there is no craft beer in a Koei. So you felt you were filling a, a market there. Or? Yeah, um, all of us living in Ocoee, you know, there there being a void of craft beer on the west side of Orlando. So yeah. we all, you know, are craft beer fans ourselves. So we just wanted to create a cool spot for people to go on this side of town. And with the Ale Trail, uh, Central Florida Ale Trail, bringing more people, more craft beer fans all over Orlando, 
Um, with us now, uh, the Crooked Can being here before us, and then there's a couple breweries, Sun Creek and Claremont, have popped up um, on the west side of town where, where it creates a little more of a destination on the west side of town. So, yeah, we chose Okoe just because there, there wasn't a lot here, but there was a lot of growth potential, and plus we all live here. Oh, so Dwayne, you you all live here in uh, Akoi, and uh, you know that this is, I think, one of the uh, well, sort well, pretty pretty much. I mean, as far as craft beer, as far as you know, freshly made uh, craft beer, and uh, so before for that, you know, you 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 had like I said, you had to go to other craft breweries. So I mean, did you yourself go to you know some of the local ones just as, as a connoisseur of craft beer? Did you? Have have to go to Crooked Can too, or yeah, no. Um, we used to spend um, when Crooked Can opened, uh, and we were still mulling around the idea of doing the brewery. It was our closest; it was the closest brewery to us. Right. So we would spend uh, a lot of time there, um, and of course, venturing out to other breweries as well. Any, anybody that's on the Ale Trail. Um, now we don't get out as much because we're here, <laughs> so we don't get to see everybody as much as we used to. Um, but we still try to get out there and support the other breweries, um, you know, as much as we possibly can. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back. Uh, I'm here with the owners of Toll Road uh, Brewing uh, Company, uh, Russ, uh, Dwayne, and uh, David, as we are featuring Toll Road Brewing Company as one of our uh, bur- uh, craft breweries of Central Florida. You are listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the uh, Central Florida buzz here at Toll Road Brewing Company, 101 West McKee in beautiful Orlando, Florida. And uh, again, you're listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida buzz. And please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program. Program today. Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, as today we're at Toll Road Brewing Company, uh, 101 West uh, McKee in, in beautiful Akoe, Florida. And uh, today we are featuring yet another uh, great craft brewery in beautiful uh, Central Florida, Toll Road uh, Brewing Company. And with me today are the owners of Toll Road uh, Russ and Dwayne and, and uh, David. And guys, it's a pleasure, honor. You could join me uh, today. And uh, so we want to talk during this segment about the beers. And uh, I thought if you you did mind, we could go from lightest to heaviest, if that's okay. So what is your kind of lightest beer? What's your kind of like Bud Light, your, your kind of light, airy beer? So the the lightest beer that we make is uh, it's called the crowd pleaser. It's a traditional German uh, Kolsch. So um, very easy drinking, uh, definitely on the light lighter side. Um, so that's that's kind of where we start. So if people come in and they say, "Hey, drink Budweiser," you know what what's the lightest thing? What would I like? And we always give them a sample, and and usually they'll drink it. So um, that's that's kind of where we start on the on the light end. Okay, and then what would be the next uh, the, the list then? So we we have a, a cream ale as well. Uh, it's called Mike's Special Cream Ale. Um, it is a vanilla coffee cream ale. So uh, another light, easy drinking beer. Um, it has organic vanilla, cold pressed coffee, just just notes of coffee. So it's not over overbearing with the coffee. So that would be kind of the next lightest on the scale um, of something that we typically brew all the time. Okay, and, and who's Mike? 
So I'll let, I'll let Russ explain that one. <laughs> okay. Okay, Mike is my grandfather. Oh. We actually did the beer in honor of him. Um, when we were originally starting and we were coming up with beer recipes, we all got to pick one style of recipe. And I originally wanted to do a vanilla coffee cream stout. And the guys said, well, why don't we do a cream ale with that flavor profile? You don't see it too often. So that's how it became a cream ale. And Mike, being my grandfather, his treat was... He was a black coffee drinker, and he would always take a scoop of vanilla ice cream to put it in the coffee, and you would get the cream of the ice cream, the vanilla of the ice cream, and then the ice cream would chill the coffee, which he liked cold coffee, so Mike's special. It's a vanilla coffee cream ale. Oh, great. Now, as far as the next beer after that, what would that be? That would probably be our Lepidomane Pale. Okay. It's a, a nice standard pale, but it's a little bit hot on the hoppy bitter side for a pale. It's a, it's a very good drinker. And what would be after that? Would we go into the Shamrocks? Oh, the Hef. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we go back a little bit. Yeah. We, we do have a Hefenweizen on to Hefe and back. It is not a standard Hef. It's a little bit more on the American side, a little bit more fruity, a little less banana and clove. It does have some pear and apple esters within the flavor profile. And it is also a very light, easy drinker for the light drinkers. Okay, and uh, so n- now, uh, after th- that, uh, what would be the uh, next uh, beer? Um, I would say our, our Irish Red is probably the next on that scale. It's a little more, it's a little more malty, still not, you know, still not a heavy beer, still kind of in that lighter, you know, easier drinking range um, at 5.3%. Um, ours, we also made a little less sweet. Um, kind of what our, our flavor profile preference is for a red. Um, so it's a little bit malty, a touch of roast, uh, not as quite as sweet as most Irish reds you'll find around. Okay. And then uh, what is the next beer we uh, should talk about here? I mean, I would say uh, Prince Harry, also our ESB, um, an extra special bitter that we made. Uh, we made it for a contest uh, we liked it so much, and our customers liked it so much that we've kind of made it a regular um, rotation. Uh, made, it made it into our regular rotation. Um, it's just a nice, malty, English-style bitter. Um, you know, it, it's got a lot of flavor. It's got a lot of character to it, that English uh, yeast profile to it. It's just, a, you know, we have a handful of customers that are diehard Prince Harry drinkers for sure. Okay, here, and uh, so let's see here. So after that, then uh, are we getting, we're getting into the heavier beers now? So um, I kind of, we'll keep the IPA separate. Okay. So we'll keep continuing down the path. We have a, our Sheriff, which is a robust porter. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a roasty porter, um, and it's very easy drinking for a porter. So even though it's hot summertime, it's still uh, a good drinking beer. Um, and then from there, we would go to our Imperial Porter, uh, which is Lord Helmet. That's something new that we brewed since we've been in the building. Um, and it is 8.5% uh, Imperial Porter. Um, and it's, it's, it's actually got more notes of chocolate than the base 
uh, Sheriff Porter. The Sheriff's more roasty. Lord Helmet's a little bit more chocolatey. Um, and clocking in at 8.5%, but yet it's still a, a pretty easy drinking beer. It hides the alcohol pretty well. Oh, okay. And then uh, after that, uh, what would be next? So our IPAs, we have a... Uh, a rye IPA, which is our our f- flagship IPA, um, it's called Sunrise. It's seven point two percent citra hopped. It's got rye in the grain bill, so you get the nice spicy notes from the rye, balanced with the citrus from the citra hops. Um, that is our our flagship IPA. Um, we also have a uh, East Coast inspired IPA. Um, it is not hazy. It is clear. But it's got the flavor profile of a New England IPA uh, that is called Totes. So um, that is our, uh, and it comes in right about 6.9, I think, percent. Um, so that's kind of contrast. So it, it looks like a New England, or it doesn't look like a New England, but it tastes like a New England. It's got that flavor profile. And currently, which should be done this week, is our West Coast IPA called Exit Only. Um, that's clocking in at 6.9%. And it's a traditional standard West Coast IPA. It's not dry hopped. It's just just a good old West Coast IPA. And that should be available uh, probably by next weekend, I would say. Oh, okay. And then uh, is there uh, anyone else Any, uh, after that then? Or? Those are pretty much the cores. Now, we've done some things for our anniversary party last weekend uh, that were very popular. So, uh, raspberry with the hef. So, that will be back. Um, cherry chocolate coffee on the Irish red. That is is still currently on tap now. We have a very little, limited amount of that left, but that will be back. Um, we do a chocolate peanut butter on the on the sheriff porter, go, yeah. so that will be back. So, a lot, of, a lot of one-offs, a lot of specialties. And, of course, we will add to kind of the standard beer styles as well um there's a another pale ale recipe that we're going to be brewing so try to expand the, the standards and then do some specialties on the others so with the you know the peanut butter and the beer do you actually put globs of peanut butter is there an extract or how does it's, that work uh, it's it's not there is actually a, a a liquid peanut butter it's actually not an extract okay that we use um that they that they've stripped the oils out of so it doesn't kill your head retention. Yeah. So that's kind of the way we get the peanut butter flavor in the beer. Okay, and now with the chocolate, is that similar? Do you use actual chocolate yes. bars? or Yeah, not chocolate bars, but we use actual chocolate oh. compound as well oh. in there. Oh, so you had, as far as the, the raspberry, <laughs> might as well talk about them all here. So the raspberry is actual f- fruit. So everything, every anything fruited would be actual fruit that we're using. Oh. We don't use any extracts for for any of the fruits that we do. And, uh, Russ, we mentioned about guest taps, and uh, is there a certain way you select, or is these just uh, guys you know personally, or a certain way you select these particular guest taps? Or? Well, we try and keep it as much as Central Florida as possible, right. and then if not Florida as much as possible. We try to keep it as local as possible, and we just basically use the guest taps to fill in right. our tap yeah, list yeah. of something we don't have. If we don't have two of our IPAs on, we usually have an extra IPA in the back. Um, we don't do a sour to as of yet. We have been working on it, so we always have 
somebody else's sour on so that we have that as an option for people to have. Um, if the Lord Helmet, for instance, isn't on, we always have some type of high ABV beer on for somebody who wants a higher ABV beer. And it's just basically just uses the open spots on our taps to fill it in with guest taps for, you know, holes that we have in our lineup. And with the Lord Helmet, uh, how did you come up with that name? <laughs> well, if anybody knows us, you look at most of our names like the Sheriff, Lepetamane. If you've seen the movie Blazing Saddles, that's from the movie Blazing Saddles. And the uh, toll road or the toll booth on our logo is actually from Blazing Saddles. So we are Mel Brooks fans, and keeping with the whole Mel Brooks movie theme, Lord Helmet is from Spaceballs. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought that might be <laughs> it. Uh, so you've got, yeah, a variety of uh, different uh, names. So, David, do you ever name any of the beers, or is it is it a joint effort, or how does it work? The, the naming of the beers is a, is a joint effort. Um, you know, we kind of try and take the the style of the beer into account and just, you know, we all we all kick around names and then most of the time one just kind of sticks and that's the one we go with. But yeah, it's it's most of what we do as far as the beer styles, the flavor profiles, the names, everything is pretty much a collaborative effort between the three of us. Okay, and uh Dwayne, uh, we're you know we're, we're we're talking about you know beer names and beer styles. So I mean, do one of you ever bring up uh, you know a certain style and then you 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 vote on it? Or I mean, does a style ever get kind of shot down? Or you try to you know compromise if somebody's got an idea to always make that work? Or yeah, so the the half actually was was Russ's idea. Um, David and I don't typically like Hefeweizens, so we we hadn't brewed one for quite a while. But obviously, um, the market in Okoe, you know, the people people like the wheat beers. That so um, so yeah, it was Russ's idea. Um, we weren't really into it at, at the beginning, but you know, we ended up brewing it. So um, I don't know if there's anything else up there that was like. No, we don't want to brew that style, um, and ended up doing it anyway. So we're usually pretty much in agreement. I know um, that we have a stout as well, which is not on currently. So uh, another one of Russ's ideas, and we we like stouts. We just had never really made one that was up to our standards when we were doing all the festivals, um, and now now we have one that uh, we will be moving into the full big system that came out very very good. So yeah, it's it's collaborative. Um, but I think the Hef is the only style that two of us push back on. <laughs> but it's it's people love it. I, I I like it. It's not my go-to style of beer, but you know I, I like ours. Uh, I don't like banana and clove, so I like that ours is a little a little lighter in that aspect. Okay, and I have to ask this because I always ask breweries about this. So as far as a key lime pie beer, you know I want. Is anybody like that idea? <laughs> Key lime pie. So there are some out there. Yeah. That would be a good, a good version of a, a Berliner Weiss. Yeah. So um, when we get that sorted out and do our Berliner, that would, I mean that that goes hand in hand with the sour style of beer. So yeah. 
Okay. You and, may see that someday. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, Russ, for you, do do you like a lot of fruit 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 beers, or I mean, do you do you 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 like all these? You know, when you see raspberry and that, or? I'm pretty much open to all beers. I like them all, except for there are a couple of styles that I don't like. Anything that has coriander in it, it just doesn't vibe with me. Um, Brett yeast and saison saisons. That would be one where I know Dwayne and David like it. I don't particularly like it, so that would be on them to make it because I, yeah. yeah. It's like them with hefts. I don't like breads. <laughs> so that's kind of how it works for you, Russ. They're welcome to make it. You're not going to make it, but you know, you don't mind uh, a tap. Uh, oh, well. I'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll make it. Yeah. I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make it, yeah. But, <laughs> but it's not something that I can put good input on and say, hey, right, this yeah. is, you know, this is good. This is where we're going with this. And I would just say, okay, it tastes along the lines of all the Brits that I've had. You're right, but it's not my it's not my deal. Oh, okay. And uh, so, uh, D- David, did we say you know certain beers that you like to re- recommend, or you say we gotta make this kind of beer? Um, I think my beer tastes kind of lean more traditional. Uh, you know, I tend to like uh, beer that tastes like beer. Um, you know. I'm not uh, really a hater of, of fruit beers or candy bar stouts or any of, the, any of that other stuff, but it's not necessarily my go-to style. I, I tend to lean more towards, you know, just good flavored, you know, IPAs and multi beers and stouts um, that just taste like beer. Oh, okay. And, uh, Dwayne, so we were talking about the IPAs. and So those usually, for our listeners, pack more of a, a, a punch, and they have double IPA. Do you have a double IPA? I've heard about that. We do not. Um, we actually have not brewed a double IPA. Okay. And, and so how does that period. work, though? I mean, would that be, like, double the alcohol or, or double? So what's the double there? It would be a higher It would be a higher alcohol content for sure. Um, and it's the, – the, the problem with it for us is our, our system is only is three barrels. So to make that high of an alcohol uh, beer, you have to use a lot more grain. So we're kind of limited by how much grain we can actually fit – in our mash tons. So if we were to do a double or an Imperial IPA or an Imperial Russian Imperial stout, it would be a small batch. It would be probably two barrels at the most because we just don't have the capacity to do a full three barrels of that style. But, um, there's definitely an Imperial Russian in the works for sure. And I I would tend to say that probably the next thing I've, now that we've gotten the West coast IPA, uh, nailed down, the next would probably be looking at doing an, an Imperial IPA. Something a little bit higher in ABV. And you mentioned, Dwayne, about uh, Imperial Russian Stout. How about an Irish Stout like Guinness or something? Yeah, I, I don't know that we would do a traditional Irish. That's okay. Our, our, the, yeah. the Stout that we have is actually, uh, it's, it's like a graham cracker Stout. It's a oh, sweet Stout. Yeah. So um, it's got some notes of, of graham cracker in it. Um, so that leaning that way. The Irish Stout, I mean, again, I, I wouldn't say anything's off the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we get our everything with our cores, which we have pretty much done, that's when we start to expand and doing, doing some different things. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back. Uh, my guests today are Russ, Dwayne, and David from Toro 
the brewing uh, company here at uh, 101 West McKee in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. And uh, you are listening to the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, as we're here at Toll Road uh, Brewing, as we're continuing our look at Central Florida craft breweries. And please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. Are you looking to become a better leader, whether that's in business, in sports, or in life? And you haven't found a book yet to help you get to that game-changing aha moment? Well, we have the book for you. Tighten the Lug Nuts, The Principles of Balanced Leadership. Tighten the Lug Nuts will help you get to that game-changing leadership moment. Available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iBooks, or at 360managementservices.com. That's the number 360managementservices.com. Pick up your copy today and start changing your leadership styles. Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Kira Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here at Toll Road Brewing Company at uh, 101 West McKee in beautiful uh, Ocoee, Florida, as we are continuing our look at some great uh, craft breweries in Central Florida. Well, today my guests are Russ, uh, Dwayne, and David, who are the owners of uh, Toll Road uh, Brewing uh, Company. Uh, guys, it's a pleasure and honor that you could join me today and for our last segment. And we want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, other things you do at the brewery, including entertainment. And we understand, uh, Dwayne, that you you have, well, you have this trivia night that keeps popping up on my news feed. And that's very intriguing. Who's the best person to talk to about? I mean, who came up with the trivia night then? Uh, it was just some, you know, a lot of breweries do a trivia night. Um, a lot of restaurants do it as well. So we got in contact with Tasty Trivia, and they they host our trivia. Um, they give us basically a quarterly schedule. We review it. If there's any themes, everything we do is themed. We tried general trivia, um, didn't get as big of a response. So they'll go over the themes. If there's something we want a specific theme we want, we'll we'll swap it in there. Um, and so yeah, every every Wednesday night, seven o'clock, seven to nine, it's free to play. Uh, and the winner can win some some uh, either first, second, third place. You either get a, a twenty ten uh, or a, or a free beer uh, gift card. So so yeah, it's it's uh, it's always a good time. Very very busy on Wednesdays. And you have uh, also like uh, musical entertainment then here too occasionally. Every Sunday from two to five, we have live music uh, in the tap room. So um, in addition to. The food trucks that we have, also we have the, the live music every Sunday, and we may expand expand that to other nights, uh, Friday night or Saturday night. We're still looking at that, but right now we're just doing it on Sunday. Okay, uh, here. So we want to talk, uh, Russ, I guess we could talk to you about that. You have then the, 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 the main tap room, and then you also have like a, a patio or an outdoor area here too then? Uh, yes, we have an outside cover patio with uh, three full eight-foot benches, uh, pa- picnic benches, tables. And then we also have a wall bar that's set up outside with bar stools. And then we have a separate outside area with m- three more full-size picnic tables with umbrellas. And then out towards the back, we actually have a full grassed-in area. So we have the makings of a beer garden that we haven't gotten to yet, but... We're getting to it, but, you know, you you can bring your kids out, you can bring the dogs out, and you just let them run around on the back. We also have a big front area that we put cornhole out, so we have a lot of area outside to take advantage of Florida's outside weather. 
And you have food trucks that come occasionally here or regularly? Or? We try and have a food truck here pretty much every day that we're open. Um, it's uh, always a different food truck each day, each day of the week. And it varies between traditional burgers to Vietnamese style to French style to we just had a Cuban truck yesterday. We have a little bit of everything every night. Okay. And uh, David, uh, over there, so you could also bring in your own food in this place, too? Yeah, we have menus available for local restaurants. Um, Pizza, we let, you know, people deliver pizza in. Okoe Tacos right around the corner. They have some fantastic uh, tacos, uh, Mexican food as well. Um, so, yeah, any any local restaurants, you know, we let people bring in food um, so they can come and hang out and enjoy our beer. Okay. Uh, so, Dwayne, uh, uh, we mentioned, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, different uh, entertainment and, you know, that, that, a lot of different trivia. And you had your anniversary. So how did that that uh, uh, celebration go? Your first anniversary that just last week then? Yeah, last Saturday. Um, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. We we never would have thought it was uh, was going to be as busy as it was. We had uh, lines out the door, wrapped around the tap room um, from shortly after we opened till till about eight thirty at night. Um, had a huge response, and it was it was pretty amazing to to see everybody come out for that. We had a lot of specialty beers as well that we did, so um, it was a great time. And we had two live musicians as well that day. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was great. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, yeah, we're talking about the uh, beer festivals. And uh, so you you tried to do a lot of uh, them. And we mentioned that. uh, So the next one. So there's not a lot in the summer then for beer festivals, uh, Dwayne? There there are. But the bigger ones are usually in the fall. Okay. And and that's just, you know, because of the the weather here in Florida. So um, a lot of them are in, are in the fall. There are some throughout the year, but again, we have certain ones that, through going to a lot of the different festivals, uh, that we like to participate in. So we kind of have a schedule of festivals. Um, usually, like I said, starts with Windermere Craft Beer Fest. Usually finishes up with, um, like Central Florida Top Brewer or Smash Fest. Whenever they decide to do those, they shift the dates a little bit on those. But usually between October and February, March is pretty much festival season for us. Okay, and before we go, we definitely want to talk about your social media here. So first of all, you guys have a website. Who's the, like the, the webmaster here? So we, we don't really have a website. Uh, it just redirects you to our Facebook. Oh, yeah, so we yeah, pretty yeah. Much, we pretty much use Facebook for everything. Okay. I mean, we are in the process of building a website, but, you know, uh, these days everybody uses facebook it's just much easier to to put every, our events and our new beer tappings and everything right up on on facebook um but we are we're building out a, a website um and uh our our very first employee uh our beer tender amanda she actually does our social media uh she does all of our posts oh, for okay. us now so she's taken that responsibility over um a few months ago so she's she does all of that for us so uh, russ uh so you, is it best that, uh, you know, you have all that you mentioned, uh, Joey mentioned, you, so you have all your beers on your website and those are all updated. So it's probably best to make sure if you, you know, there's a certain beer you want to check the website first or. 
Well, for the most part, we keep on the Untapped uh, app. We are on that as a verified location, and within that, we actually have our live tap list. Oh, so okay. we update that consistently. So if you say you wanted to come out today, you could pull that up, and you could actually see exactly what we have on tap. Um, our social media, we usually put our new beer tappings. If there's something new that we're putting on, we'll send out a notification or a post on that through the social media. But mostly, uh, the Untapped keeps the updated. Uh, list of our tap list. Okay, and uh, David. So you know we're we're talking about different beers. Do you have? Did you do anything like for uh, Christmas, or you do anything like at Oktoberfest or seasonal beers? Um, we do. Um, we do seasonal beers. Uh, we rotate some beers beyond our core beers. Like for our anniversary, we did. Um, six or seven different one-offs um just for our anniversary so we'll be doing more of that going forward um you know special treatments and then you know now that we've got our one year under our belt and we have our core rotation set up we'll probably start doing more experimental stuff more different varied styles um you know we're trying to throw a sour in um you know just just some other just some other styles that we haven't done before Maybe a pumpkin. <laughs> okay, uh, guys, I want to really thank you for your time, and you have a you know wonderful uh, uh, brewery uh, here. And if ever anyone is interested, you know, especially like I, I talk about this, uh, Dwayne, you know, and especially after growing, you know, going to Florida forty two years, sometimes you need one of those like relaxing days you know get away from the parks you know to get in in just you know chill days i call them and uh, you know coming here would be great and so let's see since i live here i should be able to answer this question how far we are from the airport what about 40 minutes sir uh yeah it's about 30 30 or 35 minutes okay uh i mean i think more or less from Disney, we're just straight up the 429 from yeah. Disney, so that makes that nice as well. Uh, we're about 25 minutes or so, 20, 25 minutes from, from Disney, so that's what everybody focuses on. Yeah. How, how close are you to the attractions? So uh, not, not too far. And do you get uh, any people that come in and say, oh, I'm from Germany, I'm from Alaska? I mean, people say they actually are on vacation when they visit you? Yeah, we have. We actually had a couple that was here last night that was they're staying at disney and they happened to get a hold of an ale trail map and they oh. said you know what we're going to get away from the parks and they came out and they went to sun creek and they went to crooked can and they came and saw us because they can get right back on the 429 toll road and go right back to disney it was just an easy trip for them to make so yeah we have that happen often okay uh, guys any final thoughts or anything else anyone would like to mention uh, about uh, this uh, great craft brewery here I would just say come out and see us. Um, we are closed Monday, Tuesday, oh, but yeah. uh, we're open from 5 to 10 Wednesday and Thursday, right. 4 to 11 on Friday, 12 to 11 on Saturday, 12 to 7 on Sunday. Um, so come out and see us. Um, you can take take stuff home. We've got crawlers, growlers. We do flights. Um, so, yeah, just come out and check it out. Okay, my guests have been uh, Russ, Dwayne, and David from Toll Road uh, Brewing uh, Company. And you've been listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here at Toll Road Brewing uh, Company, 101 West McKee in beautiful Ocoee, uh, Florida. As we're continuing our look at uh, Central Florida Craft Breweries. And please catch us again next time. 
You've been listening to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know what's happening in Orange Lake, Osceola, and Seminole counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and home brew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, and make wine by visiting www.cfhb.org. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you back here next week.